shall we be upstanding with a club and a mighty club. Let's welcome a set man of the house, Pastor Talford Abayate. Oh, put your hands together. Oh, do it better unto the Lord. Do it better unto Jesus. Do it better. Do it better. Do it better. Do it better. Celebrate God in the house. Yes, Lord. We thank you. Father, we thank you for these seeds. We ask that, Lord, by these seeds, every prayer that has been made this morning, every prophetic word that has come for this morning, Lord, will come through for us. Let there be favor in our homes. Let there be preservation. Let there be healings. Let doors open. We shut the doors of evil by these seeds in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have our fruitfulness declaration for the morning. The eternal God is our refuge. He opens rivers in desolate heights. The Lord makes the wilderness a pool of water. The Lord God is my sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. Therefore, I delight myself in him. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall be fresh and flourishing. Though the earth be shaken, the name of the Lord is my strong tower. By faith, I affirm that in Christ alone is my salvation. In him, I live and move and have my being. It is written, the righteous are like a tree planted by the waters, bearing fruits in its season. So I boldly declare, as for me, my God has made me exceedingly fruitful. In this season, my spirit bears fruit of righteousness. My talents make way for me. With my hands, I will plant, I will build, I will harvest day by day, step by step, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Let's take our seats. Father, we thank you this morning. We bring the service under your offices and under your control. Spirit of the living God, come and take control. Come and take control. Come and take control. Come and take control. Lord, come and fill this place with your presence. Come and brood over us this morning. Have your way in our midst this morning. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Speak through me. Touch hearts. Let there be repentance. Let there be healings. Let there be breakthroughs. Let there be blessings. Let the heavens open. Let your angels ascend and descend in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, because of the season we find ourselves in, 21 days of rich, I'd like to spend some time this morning to talk about salvation. 
salvation. Matthew 18 and the verse 11 says, For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also for the Greek. The question is, why the need for salvation? Why is there the need for salvation? In Genesis 2, when you read from verse 16 to 17, the Bible says, And the Lord God commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. You shall surely die. This was a command which was given to our first fathers, or our first father and mother, Adam and the popular wife Eve. When God created, the Bible said he gave them dominion over everything on the earth. Genesis 1.26, give them dominion, dominion. He said everything that you see is yours. You have control over. You have dominion over. You have dominion over the lions. You have the dominion over every living creature. But he said to them that there is a particular tree hiding somewhere. <laughs> you don't touch it. But amazingly, they disobeyed God. They disobeyed God. So because of their disobedience to God, Sin entered into the world. Sin entered into our world. Sin entered into our world. So the Bible says in Romans 5, 12, that therefore just as through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin. So sin did not just enter the world, but however, death also came alongside. Hallelujah. And this and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Because all sinned. I'm sure someone will be wondering, why should the sin of one man become my sin? Why should the sin of one man, Adam and Eve, become our sin? When Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, his sin infected all of mankind. This is because Adam is the universal head of the human race. He is the head of the human race. And because he is the head of the human race, whatever affected him automatically affected all the human race. So once he sinned and disobeyed God, sin came. And because that sin affected him, anything that came out of Adam and Eve became also what? Sin. I hope you are getting the story. This is a story we've heard over and over again, but I just want us to learn some lessons from them. So in Genesis 1.26, 
When God created man, Bible says God gave dominion. But because man sinned against God, the power of dominion was disrupted or subverted. And that power was subgiven to Satan. So because man sinned against God, and it was Satan that caused us to sin, that dominion power moved from us to who? Satan. So when you read 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the Bible says Satan is the God of this world. How did Satan become the God of this world? Because man sinned. And because man sinned, automatically that power of dominion was ceded to Satan. So instead of us having control and dominion over this earth, that power and control over this earth was given to Satan by man. Hallelujah. Mercy, mercy, mercy. So the sin of Adam and Eve brought the whole world under bondage and under a curse. Genesis 3, when you read from verse 14 to 19. So they did not just lose the power of control and dominion, no. But we became accursed. We became cursed. That is why you and I have to wake up at 4 a.m., sometimes 3 a.m., in order to go to work so we can get no coffee. Hitherto, that was, not, that was not what God planned for us. But because of our disobedience, we became a curse. Hallelujah. Man also lost his righteousness before man could have interaction with God. And when you read the book of Genesis, it was clear that Adam and Eve could communicate with God. But because of that sin, that righteous nature for us to stand before God was lost. So one, they lost dominion and control. The world became cursed. And then what? Man lost his righteous standing, his righteousness. You get that from Genesis 3 from verse 22 to 24. The sin of Adam also introduced death. And when we talk about death, we are talking about physical death. We are talking about what? Physical death, which is separation from God. Sorry, spiritual death, which is separation from God. And then we are talking about physical death where at a point in your life, you will pass on to another place. Hallelujah. And then what we call eternal death. Please, I hope you are getting the story. I want you to follow me. The freedom of man was therefore delivered to Satan by Adam. And so when you read Romans 3 from verse 23 to 24, the Bible says that for all have sinned and fought short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Why? Because of what Adam did. That Adamic nature came upon us. It came unto us. It came upon us. Hallelujah. When you read the 24 of Romans 3, it says, be justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So because of the challenges that the sin of Adam brought to mankind, God needed to send one man, his only begotten son. When you read John 3, 16 is there. His only begotten son. 
The Bible says, because through one man, sin and death came into the world. Therefore, through one man, that is the person of Jesus. That is why Jesus came all the way from his throne to come onto this earth. Hallelujah. To redeem man. What do you mean when they say redemption? Redemption is simply to buy back something which was previously sold. We had a certain freedom. We had a certain control. We had a certain dominion. But that dominion, that control was ceded to the devil. And God needed to take that dominion back to man. How would he do that? Through Jesus, the son of the living God. And that is why if you are here and you don't know Christ, you are in trouble. It's not about coming to church. It's about knowing Jesus. It's about knowing Jesus. It's about knowing Jesus. It's about knowing Jesus. And I pray that this morning you will know Jesus. Redemption is also to be released from bondage. To be released from bondage. You need to understand that because of the sin of Adam and Eve, we are under bondage or we were under bondage until Christ came. You, you, you are under bondage. And that is why sickness has control over you. And that is why principalities and powers have power over you because of that bondage. So we need that Jesus to take us out of that bondage through the power of redemption. Hallelujah. May God redeem you. Oh, may you be redeemed this morning. May you be redeemed this morning. May your soul be redeemed. May your soul be redeemed. May God, through the blood of Jesus, redeem you this morning. I don't know what you are going through, but this morning I am here to announce to you by the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus, the Son of the living God, the power of redemption is coming to you. You might be born again, but you might still be under bondage because of certain sins. But this morning, I stand on this holy altar and I declare that bondage be broken. That bondage be broken. That bondage be broken. Every bondage, any accursed thing that has come over your life, any sickness because of what the enemy has done, Kitokata, we come against that bondage. We lose that bondage. We lose that bondage. We come out of that bondage in the name of Jesus. You are released from every form of bondage in the mighty name of Jesus. So we need salvation. Salvation is deliverance from our sinful nature. Our sinful nature. So once you are born into this world, you are born with a certain nature. The Adamic nature. The sinful nature. The old man. The old man. So you need salvation. And that can only be got through Jesus. Salvation also means deliverance from the control of Satan. Deliverance from the control of Satan. So if you are not born again, you are under Satan's control. So if you don't know Christ this morning, you are under Satan's control. Yes. And that is why he can push you to go there. And then push you to go here. But not this. Satan does not give anything for free. Satan does not give anything for free. Anything you are taking from Satan because you are under his control, one day he will take it back from you. 
And that is why you hear, you see, young, young people are dying. Strange accident. I know of a certain home around community 18, where in that house, every year, one, two, three people will die. It's a big house, nicely built. It is believed that whoever built that house, built it through Satan's help. And so every year people die. People are going to give birth, they lose their child or they die themselves. Accident, strange things. And because people were connected to the person who was working for the devil, the devil is asking for something. The devil doesn't give anything for free. If you are here, you are working with the devil. I am telling you this morning, stop it. Because the devil doesn't give anything for free. If you are being used by the devil, note that the devil doesn't use people for free. One day, one day, one day, one day, the devil will come back at you and take something from you. And sometimes it could be something that is so precious. Something that is so precious. Be careful. Those of you who are doing Sakawa. Those of you who are into Yahoo Yahoo. You don't sleep during the day. Or you are asleep during the day, in the night. You are very active. You are driving a nice car. Changing other women. It's not for free. This morning I'm, I'm presenting Jesus to you. I'm presenting Jesus to you. It is only Jesus who can save you. I cannot save you. Jesus can and Jesus will. And whatever you have done in the past, it does not matter. As long as you are ready to give your life back to Jesus, he will accept you. It does not matter what you are doing. The men you are changing, the women you are changing, it does not matter. What Jesus wants is for you to come to him by the power of salvation. Hallelujah. Again, salvation is Deliverance from eternal damnation. If you don't walk with Christ, if you don't accept Christ and you die today, the Bible says it is appointed for man to what? Die once. And after that, judgment. In fact, we don't need to argue about it. You are going straight to hell. As long as you don't believe in Jesus, as long as you are not working with him, there's no question, there's no argument about this. Someone said, if I obey Christ and in the end I die and there is heaven and I go, cool. If you doubt and you don't follow him and you die and there is hell, is it not more dangerous? What do you lose if you accept Christ and even in the end there is nothing like heaven or hell? So what I'm saying is accept Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Let Jesus be the one who is controlling your thoughts. Hallelujah. How, how do I become saved? We can be saved through the process of being born again. Being born again. Being born again. Being born again. <laughs> John chapter 3. I want to read the first three verses. The Bible says that there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see 
the kingdom of God. And the born again I'm talking about is not going back into your mother's womb. You are too big to go back to your mother's womb. <laughs> your mother will suffer so much pain. It's impossible to do that. The born again I'm talking about is a spiritual birth. It's a spiritual birth. It's a spiritual birth. So to be born again means you need to have a spiritual birth. A spiritual birth. A spiritual birth. Where your spirit man is rebirth. A spiritual birth. Where your man is made up of what? Body, soul, and spirit. So when you become born again, it is your spirit that is rebirth. Hallelujah. You still be the nice, handsome, beautiful lady with all the hair and everything. But your spirit man. So it's a spiritual birth. So born again is what? Spiritual. Spiritual. It's a spiritual birth. John 3, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So it's a spiritual birth. Hallelujah. It is also a heavenly birth. To be born again means you have been heavily born. Because when you become born again, you become what? A citizen of heaven. A citizen of heaven. A citizen of heaven. A citizen of heaven. So that when you leave this earth, you know that I am going to heaven. It also means that if you are not born again and you leave this earth, you are going to hell. Is that simple? It's very simple. <laughs> John 3, 8. John 3, 8. John 3, 8. And then when we say born again, it also means to have a new life. To have a new life that is given by God. When you become born again, God comes to indwell in you. The Spirit of God comes inside of you. The Spirit of God comes inside of you. So God leaves his throne. It comes to make a deposit in you. Born again. Born again. Born again. Uh, hallelujah. Born again. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So when you become born again, because of the spiritual birth, every old thing has passed away. Even what you did a second ago is passed away. The Bible says that, behold, everything concerning you has become new. Hallelujah. Whoever you duped last night is a thing of the past. Once you, you are in Christ Jesus, it has become old. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And when we say born again, it also means to be born of God. To be born of God. John chapter 1 and the verse 13. It says, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So when we talk about being born again, we are talking about you being born of God. Being born of God. Being born of God. May you become born of God this morning. Ah. So what are the advantages of being born again? 
Because a lot of people think that when we talk about born again, it's, it's, it's heaven and hell. Yes, that's, how, that's what it is. But it goes beyond heaven and hell. Hallelujah. Please, those of you sleeping, stop sleeping. I've seen a number of people sleeping. Stop sleeping, I'll mention your name. If I see you sleeping, I'll mention your name. Why are you sleeping? Where did you go last night? If I see you sleeping, shoo, I'll mention your name. And I'll invite you to come and help me preach. I'm not sleeping, you're sleeping. My brother, God bless you. <laughs> Amen. Shake your body. So let's look at some of the advantages we will get when we become born again. When you become born again. When you become born again, you get a new name. A new name. A new name. You can call yourself a son of God. Huh? Is that not powerful? For the past two weeks, I've been teaching on names on Wednesdays. Names can make or unmake you. And I also said that names determine your assignment. And I also said that whatever you be in the future is embedded in your name. That is why people are, look, some people, their problems are their name. The names they have on themselves is the reason they are suffering. The Bible says that if you read Genesis chapter 32 and Genesis chapter 33, there was a man by name Jacob. He carried a certain name. And you see, even though the man stole his brother's blessings, he was still struggling. He was struggling. And he knew that he was struggling. And the Bible said that he encountered an angel of the Lord. And he and the angel wrestled. And the angel said, hey, can you allow me to go? He says, I will not allow you to go until you bless me. <laughs> and the Bible said, the angel blessed. And guess what the angel did? The angel didn't give him a car. The angel didn't give him money. The angel changed his name. So names are a blessing. So the Bible said, the angel said, you are no more Jacob. But from today, you are what? Israel. Names are important. So when you become born again, the name that you have spiritually is changed. It begins to open doors for you. And Jacob became a whole nation. Jacob met his brother Esau who wanted to kill him. But because his name had been changed, the brother met him and the brother began to weep. As, as, as your name is changed this morning, circumstances concerning your life shall be changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Situations, evil situations. Ah, because you see, when somebody wants to kill you, it is your name he will use. So if he goes and mentions your name, and spiritually your name is changed, hey, you, the thing will backfire. The thing will backfire. I pray for you that this morning there will be a change of name on your life in the name of Jesus. Number two, when you become born again, God gives you a new location, a new location, a new location, a new location. Colossians 1, verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. You see, before you became born again, your location was darkness. You were sitting in darkness. But the Bible said, immediately, look at what he did. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. 
sickness. And watch this. He did not just deliver, but he conveyed you. It means God carried you. Carried you from darkness and placed you in light. That's what happens. You see, this born again thing is a serious business. Your location is changed. Your location is changed. And this morning as you accept Christ... And as you begin to walk in the righteousness of God, may your location change. May your location change. May God change your location in the name of Jesus. May your location change. When you become born again, you receive rest and come under the yoke of Jesus. You receive rest. You receive rest. You receive rest. Look, there are there are certain rests you cannot find in money. There are certain peace of mind you cannot find in cars, beautiful women. You cannot find in sex. You cannot find in friends. You can only find them in Christ Jesus. And that's what happens when you become born again. Matthew 11, when you read from verse 28 to 30, it's there. He will change your location and then he will begin to give you rest. So that there are things that genuinely you may be struggling with. But because of the rest of Jesus on you, you'll be able to stand. Hallelujah. Ah. The next one. You will have new influences and dominion. When you become born again, you receive new influences and dominion. I said from the beginning that dominion, you lose it when you become because of our Adamic nature. But once you become born again, that dominion gets back to your hand. And then you receive new influences. Influences to overcome the devil. Influences to overcome principalities. Influences to overcome powers. Witches. Sometimes people fear witches. They fear witches, oh. Are you born again? Are you the fear witch? Cho. Witch? Who is that? Who is a witch? But because, you see, the connection is not there. So you know that the witch can beat you and overpower you. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Who is that witch? Who is that witch? Witch, where are you? <laughs> but you see, when you become born again, you come under new influences. And the power of dominion comes back to you. And that power gives you power over the devil. Power over principalities. Power over powers. Powers over witchcraft. You will speak to them and they will run. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. It's real. It's real. It's real. The last one. You have new abilities. New abilities. When you become born again. New abilities. Ability to hear from God. Ability to walk in the spirit of God. Ability to prophesy. Ability to walk in the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost. So you can hear. You can see. And you don't chase people. <laughs> I always say this. That most of the time when pastors come and tell you things. Eh, sometimes it can be half true too. But when you hear it yourself. Eh, oh, it's so beautiful. If there is, I mean, you are born again. Get to hear from God yourself. 
And you realize that the things you hear from God, they happen so fast. And those are the abilities that we get when we become born again. New abilities. New abilities. New, you walk in the nine gifts. The word of knowledge. The word of wisdom. The prophetic. The power gifts. You know them. Hallelujah. Oh, may God open your ears. May God open your eyes. May the prophetic anointing come upon you. As you walk in Jesus' name, as you change, as you convert ah, into a born-again Christian, may the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit come alive in you. May you receive new abilities, new abilities, new abilities, new abilities in the name of Jesus. How do we become born again? How do I become born again? I'll be closing on that. I'm trusting God that if you are here, you don't know Jesus. By the end of this message, you'll be converted. You change. The Holy Spirit will cause you to repent. And even if you are here, you know Jesus, but you are not walking right. The Holy Ghost will speak to you. The Holy Ghost will begin to touch your heart. That the things you are doing that are not right, you begin to change. Hallelujah. First of all, we, we need to understand that salvation is free. Salvation is free. You don't need to go to the beach with a pastor in, in some short bikini. And the pastor will tell you, we need to go in the night. There's no night business. There's no bikini business. It's free. We can do it right here. You don't need a red candle. You don't need a white candle. You don't need to sit in a car. You just have to do it right here. I'm saying this because sometimes people are deceived. <laughs> they are told that we need to go to a certain river. Which river? Which river? It's free. Jesus died for you and I. And so he has taken that thing for us. That power that the devil had. He took it from us when he went down there. So it's free. Salvation is free. Salvation is free. It's free. And it's by grace through faith. So you don't need anything. You just, you, all you need is to believe. All you need to do this morning is to believe what I am saying. If you have never believed me before, I'm begging you this morning, believe me. Believe me. And have faith in what I'm saying. And have faith in Jesus. Hallelujah. Have faith in Jesus. So number one. Accept that you are a sinner and the wrath of God is upon you. That's the process. You want to be born again? Just accept that, oh, I am a sinner. Tell God I am a sinner. And indeed, your wrath, oh God, is upon me. Just accept it. Accept in your heart. So as you are sitting down, you know your troubles. You know the sins you are engaged in. You know the things you have been doing. You know the things you have done. Even this morning, even like some of you, you went to sleep somewhere before you came. You know, begin to talk to God about it. So accept that you are what? A sinner. Accept that you are a sinner. Oh, I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you this morning. Number two, believe that Jesus died in your place to bear the wrath of God for you. Believe that Jesus died in your place. Believe that Jesus, he died in your place. He died in your place. He died in your place. When Jesus went on the cross to die, it was for you and I. Believe 
believe it that he died for you. Thank you, Jesus, for your death on the cross. And then finally, confess the lordship of Jesus Christ over your life. And receive him as your Lord and personal savior. Confess that indeed, Jesus, you died for me. You are my Lord. You are the only one that can save me. No pastor can save me. No archbishop can save me. No woman can save me. My father cannot save me. My mother cannot save me. But you can save me. Romans 10 from verse 9 to 10. Please give me that scripture. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want us to be upstanding in the next one minute. Let's be upstanding. Let's be upstanding. We call it the ABC of salvation. Accept that you are a sinner. Believe that Jesus died in your place. And then confess Christ. This morning, I want to give all of us the opportunity to do that. You know your problems. There are some of us, we say we are born again, but our life is not showing one that is born again. I want you to rededicate your life to God. There are some of us, we don't even know Christ at all. He says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. This is all you need to do. And I want you to confess Christ this morning. Come before God. Ask God to cleanse you. Ask God to wash you with the blood of Jesus. Ask God to wash you with the blood. Ask God to wash you with his blood. Cleanse you of every iniquity, of every sin. Anything you are doing, you have done in the past. That is not right. Ask God to show you mercy. Show you mercy. And I want you to say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, today I come to you just as I am. I am a sinner. I have sinned against you and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Today, I ask you to give me a new life. Come into my heart and be the Lord and personal Savior. Be my Lord and personal Savior. Be my Lord and personal Savior. I receive forgiveness of sins. I receive new life in Christ Jesus and I declare I am born again. I have left my sins and the world to follow you and your way. I am a child of God. Thank you, Father, for accepting me in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. You are born again. You are a new person, new opportunities, new influences, new dominion, fresh power, fresh grace, open door, open door, it's on your way, open door, open door, open door, whatever you have lost because of your sins, God is replenishing, God is restoring, restoration, 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 restoration in the name of Jesus. Let's take our seats.